Welcome to the Hauser Soul Podcast. My name is Andrew, and you are listening to Season 1, Episode 17, Mission Minded. In this episode, we explore the soul's desire for mission. We look at what mission is, what it can do to a soul, and what can happen to a soul that has lost its mission or is fixated on it. All right, really excited about this particular episode, what it means for our soul to be on mission. I have a very, very special guest, an incredible dear friend of mine. Uh, We met in college, uh, did our undergrad and our master's program together. He has since uh, left to his his homeland back in Brazil. <laughs> uh, he is the dean of men for a gap year course at a Bible Institute in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Uh, beautiful, an amazing place. Oh yeah, and uh, so excited, so excited for him to be on the co- podcast. So, oh, an official welcome to Keith Anderson. Welcome to the How's Your Soul podcast. Oh, thanks. It is so good to be here. By the way, this is like this is my first podcast. Like ever, this is your first one. This this is. Is, we're breaking new ground together. This is. I'm excited. Yeah, this is gonna be so good. So yeah, we met, and you can elaborate on this, Keith, if you want. So we met in. Actually, I was trying to like prior to this podcast, I was like, when do we actually first meet? And maybe, maybe I'm uh, a little ahead of myself, but I feel like the very first time we ever met was when we were both late to class for um, Doctor Harks. If I'm remembering this correctly, no, it was like a was- random class. Dr. Hark, we both showed up at the same time and we were both like in the wrong classroom and got moved to a new one. Is that it, the first time we met or it, was that before? It was. It was actually Dr. Kramer and we were both into oh. that one class and we're like, where is everybody? There were only four of us yes. and it wasn't yes. supposed to work out. And he's like, no, I think I can, I think I can make it happen. And then two weeks go by and he's like, you know what, by the way, um, <laughs> we need to be in a different class so you all can graduate on time with the rest of your class. Yeah. Yes. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And we all we all moved over it. And that was the very first time I think, yeah, we've ever met. You're right. There's only two other people. Shout out to gosh. I don't think a, a Dr. Harker or Kramer would ever listen to this podcast, but if they did, they hey, were awesome. You never know. It was so cool. Thank you too. You guys uh, are awesome. They are. Gosh. Um, cool. Yeah. And then since then, obviously, so we did and was that our masters? That was no, our masters, that was, right? so that did, was our met, no, that was our undergrad still. That was our undergrad? That was like Okay. So yes. we did meet undergrad we did meet undergrad gotcha. and then we both decided to stay for masters somehow like there's not in the plan at all and then we decided you know what let's do yeah. it yeah yeah we both we both onboarded onto a program where we were able to teach communications 101 and that would help pay for our program that was really cool and so the two of us got to do that of course with a bunch of other people that we got to become good friends with and then um i don't know we just stayed really connected throughout the years we were really really close in college and then um keith moved back to tell me a little bit about that actually just for context just the decision to move back to brazil and then we'll talk more about recent life life stuff yeah being married and all that kind of stuff well and i think (laughs) i think that's actually a good background for this conversation because um it's 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 kind of ironic to be talking about mission um Mm. i'm a missionary 
So mm-hmm. it's kind of like in my in my job title. That's, but, that's it. Yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> but I never wanted to go to I never wanted to go into missions or ministry or anything like that. Um, but my family has a long history with Brazil. They were missionaries here um, ever since my grandparents. So both sets of grandparents mm. actually. And my parents were MKs, missionary kids here in Sao Paulo. Actually went to the same school. Were in the same class at the same school. And graduated together. Um, wow. But my, my dad was dating my mom's best friend. And then that didn't work out. And everybody moved off to the States to go to college. And then they reconnected there and then got married. And so I, um, my, my family has had this connection with Brazil. And mm. every few years we'd go back to uh, visit family, to, to go on vacation, to go for Christmas. So I loved coming to Brazil because all my cousins yeah. were here. My family was here. It's, it's a beautiful country. And we would come every few years. And then when we got to, when we got into high school, uh, I was about to graduate and my parents, I'm the oldest of of six kids. My parents said, we want you to go to one, um, one year of of a gap course, a Bible school. And there's, Mm. there's a bunch of them around the world. It's like, you can pick where you want to go, but we want you to do this. So after that, you can go and do what you want. Uh, So I ended up choosing to go to Brazil because... I had grown up hearing my parents speak Portuguese, and I loved the country. I'm like, this is my golden ticket, and they'll pay my way. And so I went. I learned Portuguese, and um, so I always had this love for Brazil. And then after that year, we came back, went to school together. That's where we met, and um, that's where our friendship started. And and afterwards, uh, we were graduating. It was the fall semester right before we were going to graduate, and we both studied communications, so... It's one mm. of those degrees where everybody's like, oh, man, you can do anything. Pretty much anything. Yeah, I, I know. I don't know about you. I kind of panicked because I, there's, <laughs> there's like there's too much you can do. There's not like a clear path. And you're like, yeah, well, what the heck am I going to do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could be anything. And that is yeah, pretty much. like uh, also like a quick slide into I could be nothing. Like, I don't know what yeah. to do with this. <laughs> right. You have no idea what to do. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, through those years, um, I, well, back when I did the, the, the gap year course, a lot of my friends had said, you know, you'd be really good in like ministry or doing pastor work or something like that. And Mm. I loved the church. I loved, I loved my faith. I loved Jesus, but I never, I never saw myself being in ministry to me. It wasn't something I wanted to do. And through college, actually, there were. There were a couple of families. Actually, your parents were one of the two couples that hmm. really invested in me, um, and 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 through the the afternoon or the the the, the weekend parties that they would hold, and like one afternoon, yeah. like fifty to eighty kids would descend in your parents' house, and <laughs> yeah. we would eat good food, yeah, shout and out to my play mom games and dad for doing all of that. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> actually, those were fun. It, those, those were so much times. fun. Those were so much fun. Yeah. And it was cool because it was simple. It was like, let's just let's just get together mm. and eat and talk. And, yeah. and I really noticed like there, there was also another couple that, that did that through our church. And it was just food. And then let's talk about the let's talk about the sermon. Let's talk about Sunday school and um, what you guys learn. Let's share prayer requests, eat, and, and that was it. And those yeah. two those two rhythms for me. I've watched how for both of those couples, suddenly whenever somebody had a problem, those were the two couples that, that, that I would seek out. And 
Um, it wasn't like they had this this ministry with a name and this like <laughs> this whole structure. They just were doing it, and I yeah. really connected with that. And so when I had problems, I would go talk to your parents. I would go talk to this other couple from church. And God used those two couples to put in my heart this desire to be like, I mean, I want to be doing that for for college students. Yeah. Like, I want to I want to be that person. So we were about to graduate, and I had already kind of put my feelers out to try interning with the same gap year course that I studied at, and it never really worked out. And this this last semester is coming, and we're panicking. We're all trying to figure out who's who's going to become a teacher, who's going to go into <laughs> yeah. like politics, who's going to become this marketing director. And yeah. uh, I just remember getting this this message from the director here at the school, and he said, "You know, uh, I was thinking about you and wanted to ask if you'd come down and intern with us. Like, you think it would work out?" And it just it just in my mind, I saw this this hand reach down and kind of grab all the loose strings of my life and grab them mm. and pull up and it sounded like all, like all those 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 strings just kind of came together um and mm-hmm. they were things like i wanted to work with like college age students i wanted to work with something that was dynamic that wasn't just going and sitting in an office all the time uh, i wanted to be back in brazil and use my portuguese um, and a few other things and i just felt like all of those unconnected things in that moment suddenly became like this connected oh this this makes sense and i'm going to go do that and so mm. that's how i ended up moving down to brazil i interned there and decided yep i want to become a missionary and work here long term so the rest is history the rest is history i'm interested in um so when we gosh when we like when we're graduating with our masters did the did like an internship feel at any point like this is beneath me or was it like no this is for sure the opportunity i knew already going into the internship that basically it it could very easily turn into a job offer because my family's mm, already working gotcha. there so to me it was yeah, more connections yeah i i wasn't worried about it becoming like, oh, it might not materialize or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I was more interested in, can I see myself working in this place with these students, with this language? Um, yeah. So for me, that was that was more of the, the sensation. I needed that time, actually, to just feel it out and try it. Yeah. And then did we visit you? Uh, shout out to Joe Radigan. I don't know where he's at. <laughs> We're full of shout outs today. To for, uh, yeah. Shout, to, too much, so many shout outs. <laughs> um, did we... Did we visit you while you you were doing your internship, right? For a I, week? I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, it was because yeah. during that internship I lived with my grandparents and that's where you guys that's where you guys yes. stayed. With. Oh man, yes. we had so much oh, fun. That was we played amazing. we played Quidditch with the students. Remember that? We, yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I and still then like can't spike ball. Yeah, it was oh, it was gosh. like this we set it up on the on the soccer court mm-hmm. and then yeah. we had all these students running around on broomsticks throwing balls at each other and I think we broke ten broomsticks that day. Oh, it's for sure, hundred <laughs> percent. I just That was crazy. <laughs> I just remember you and Joe running around. You guys were the um the oh what what do you call that thing? The little gold Were the seekers? No, no, you guys were the actual the little the sequ- oh white oh we were the actual oh my gosh wow they were testing our Harry Potter knowledge here what what were this this, this the snitch uh, the snitch the snitch you we guys were the, were snitch. the snitch you yes, would, you had right. this like we were running around you had this like yellow oh sock tucked in the back of your belt yes. and then these students on yeah. brooms would 
chase after you and try to kind of <laughs> tackle yeah. you and like get no the snitch. <laughs> I still can't believe you that guys came so down. That's fun. that still blows my mind. So um you we'll guys have to do it again. Oh yeah. That just shows you oh, close that was friendship. So much fun. Um Yeah, yeah. Gosh, that was so good. Yeah, so so that's where you're at now. And of course, um there's a few other life things that have happened, right? Obviously, uh I yeah, while you were in Brazil I got married and then and then you got married shortly after. Mm-hmm. Like a year after. Yep. Um, and that's been, that's our new season of life now is working through marriage. And that's kind of the conversations that we get to have, uh, nowadays in our friendship. But, um, going back to the mission, right. The whole topic for this particular episode, I'm actually wanting to tap in a little bit to how we were feeling right up to graduation, because I think it kind of taps into the, the, the feeling of, of kind of where I want to start this conversation is like, what happens when our soul when our soul doesn't have that clear mission or when our soul's not like, why is this conversation so important? So I want to start with the why and dive into, right? Like when our soul's not on a mission, what's some of the feelings that we, we have, how do we, how do we see the world? How do we see those around us? Kind of pitch it to you as kind of like a question. um, And then maybe we'll, we'll, we'll go from there. So I've noticed this feeling come up a lot in my life because I, it's ironic to me that we're, <laughs> we're we're talking about mission because I, yeah I've got missionary in the in the job title I'm a right. missionary now but yeah. also like I never grew up with the sense of I want to be this or I want to be that like I mm. am going to be a firefighter or I'm going to be a doctor or a soldier I have interests mm. in all of the different things and so I, I just never grew up with that sense of this is what God made me to do and this is what I want to do. And and so yeah. in college, suddenly you're in that stage of life where one, you have to choose your degree. And so mm-hmm. I just, I just looked at something that I had been really interested in and that was speeches by Louis Giglio. I'm like, you know what? I, I want to do that one day. I want to be able to talk yeah. like that. And so that helped, helped push me into choosing communication. Um, and then from there, it just kind of took shape, went into the master's program. And throughout the whole program, the one of the selling points for the program was like, you know, you can do anything with this. Like, you, you literally right. can. Where there are people, there is work. So right, right. I, I felt, and you might have resonated with this too, like I, I felt like we had so many interests and so many different things and, um, and even a lot of different talents and abilities and just an interest in learning so to me I always felt a little bit more lost than Mm. I did like I knew what I was doing Um, I was really excited about the possibilities but I Mm. never had that sense of definition for somebody to come alongside and say look this is what I see you doing and I think this is how Mm. it should be and 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 really just push me into doing something kind of like kind of like what your parents did for for ministry like yeah. they didn't really push me into doing that so much although there were some of those conversations um but it was more of just like i never i never had a ton of people around me living like that they're like oh i want to do that mm. um so yeah that was kind of the sense for me like i felt kind of i actually felt really frustrated because it's like, man, you can do everything, which also means, like, I mean, really, that doesn't help very much. <laughs> right. You know? Right. The pool's so wide. Yeah. 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 I felt, I guess I felt similar. 
it it's when there's not like a clear direction it's so funny because right everyone you're asked that question like your entire life growing up it's like what do you want to be which which kind of is a is a i don't know in some ways it's synonymous with you know what's your mission going to be like what are you going to do for the rest of your life right yeah. what, what's your what's your soul going to be embarking on and so you're you're asked this question at such a young age right throughout your entire life and then college is kind of like the it's expected of you to be like okay i know what i'm going to be doing for the rest of my life exactly and then when you're when you're yeah when you're in like a like a class or a a degree like communications there's like a thousand different directions you can go afterwards and so yeah feeling lost is definitely a good i i can relate to to that to that feeling of like i don't really know what i want to do but then the pressure's on right it feels like i I need to make a decision or i need to figure out what i'm going to do and so i feel like there's this like angst with your soul when it's not like when it doesn't feel like there's a defined mission it just kind of lives in this like space where it's like i need i need that i need that definition in my life that's so important and i think we'll tap into the more like the faith aspect which is huge in all of this because we don't right god doesn't always give us clear mission always sometimes sometimes your soul is meant to kind of exist in this season of like i uh and you know this right i I, before this podcast i was writing the book um wandering right Mm -hmm. how your soul in seasons is sometimes it's it is it's wandering there's not clear direction so there's like this angst in your soul and there's like yeah maybe this frustration or feeling of like being lost and you're like how do i cope with this and what do i do in this we're i think we'll explore that in this conversation yeah but i think that's natural right i feel like if people are feeling that it's like a very natural way to feel because we don't always have it together and we don't always have like this clear direct mission straight from god or straight from someone else that like we can just pick up and start rolling with Uh, sometimes we do need to figure it out and kind of work through that season of of uh just uh, cloudiness or not having that clear information and kind of bringing it down and, uh, and just kind of working with it. So what I think, um, one of the things that I wanted, I do want to make a distinction in, cause I think it's important is there is, it seems like there's two very different missions when we have a conversation, right? Because we are coming from a Christian background. We're coming from a background where we, where we follow Jesus. What is the distinction, right? I think you look at the world and they, and, and there's people that are clearly on mission, I mean, there's like very successful people. That's like, they're obviously like moving to accomplish something. What is the difference in a, and I would say an earthly, I don't know if that's like Christianese, but like an earthly mission versus this more kingdom minded vision or Mm. mission. Do you think? Well, I think that's been, that's been something that, that, that I've been challenged to think a lot more about because I never grew up with that sense of mission in the sense of like this is where mm. I'm this is where I'm going so I, I when I think of mission I, I, I think recently this has changed but I've always kind of had this idea of like you know where you're going you know what you're mm. you know what you're doing you have this objective that you're going to accomplish and like it's like you're on you're on mission it's 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 almost like a military term like you got to go make this happen or yeah. take down that that evil in the world or capture this people or stronghold or whatever. Um, <laughs> like it's, it, I, I do think there's a sense of just objectivity. I guess for me, the difference really isn't so much in the sense of objectivity because I think both a worldly sense of mission and a kingdom minded sense of mission have that objectiveness. 
But mm-hmm. yeah. what I think is different is what are you looking for out of it? Um, mm. I, I think from a, a worldly perspective and, and I mean, I, I think we, we look for security out of that mission. Like I want to know the unknowns mm. and I want to have yeah. this sense of, I know what's going on in my world. I can control that. Um, I can protect myself in that. And mm. I know how to I know how to take care of the things like I know what to do I, and and I also get a sense of identity from that like this is who mm. I am um, this yeah. this is giving me like the answers to some of the deepest questions uh, or it might keep me just busy enough to not have to ask ask those deep questions like I don't I, I I'm so busy living out my mission like I don't have to I don't have to think about well who am I and where does my sense of identity and security come from uh even my sense of importance like i guess i I, this gets harped on at the school we went to like you guys are gonna go out and you are gonna change the world and like you should be on you should be on mission um you know they they, they used a different word but the it was it was like you go out and be somebody go out and make a difference go out and and change the world and this should be and, and i do i do think that's there's nothing wrong with that, but this, I guess the the journey to get there wasn't always clearly defined. It was a sense of like come up with the answers, um, and maybe this is just our immaturity as college students. Is like the feeling was like I just need to come up with the answers. I need to have a mission. I need to have this all figured mm. out, and that way I have these answers to the deep questions of life. Who am I? Where does my identity come from? What gives me security? Can I control these circumstances? I think a sense of mission um, wrongly gets placed in a worldly perspective as the the answer to those questions, you know? Dang. Dang, that's good. Yeah. I didn't even think about that, but you're, you're, you're right in like man being on mission from an earthly sense can keep you from potentially finding the real answers in life just the deeper answers in life right like your your real purpose who you really are this concept of a god who god is um and how he relates to you huge and then oh gosh yeah the importance that we place on that and 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 and, and interestingly enough i i feel like gosh sometimes we take some of that sometimes we take some of that that earthly mission perspective of like, this is it, like this is everything. And we bring it into that kingdom purpose as like followers of Jesus. Yeah. Like, it's like, I, I have to know, I have to know, I have to know like what my role is in the kingdom. Like what's my mission in the kingdom. And, and, and it's like, we become so focused on that, that, that I feel like sometimes we, we like miss the bigger picture, which is just like being in a relationship with Jesus. And like, that's the most important thing, like developing that and growing deeper in intimacy with him. But sometimes it's like in this world that is so curated to, you have to have this, like this clearly defined mission as a follower of Jesus. It's like, gosh, I got to nail that down. Like I got to know that. And so like the focus becomes on what I'm doing rather than who I am. Yeah, right, which is so I've like I've felt that. Yeah, I've I've totally I've totally felt that with that whole paradigm of like taking that earthly mission and bringing it into more of a kingdom purpose. How do you gosh, how do you what's the process, maybe your experience of like unpacking kingdom mission in your life, but 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 doing it in a way where it's like it's the the focus should be on who you are with 
like in your relationship with Jesus. And I feel like the mission comes after that. But what's your experience with defining and learning about? And I know it's it's a continual. Like I think we're both in that stage where we're st- we're still we're learning about kingdom purpose mission and mm-hmm. how our soul is supposed to interact with that. So how has that journey been like for you? Man. <laughs> well, <laughs> where to begin? Uh, <laughs> I, I think I think part of it, I think it starts with with changing a mindset of of having answers to to having questions like mm. i've I, I guess i've i've been able to put words to this more recently but at least for me i i've i always wanted the answers and mm. and i never really had them so i guess in a sense i always had the questions but i always wanted the answers and through life like i mean there were some of the we don't need to jump into this, but I mean, there were some friendships in college that brought up a lot of questions. And I, and I think you remember a few of those, like um, both people in our class or people mm-hmm. uh, that I was just dealing with through other other connections mm-hmm. that I told you about. Like those people yep. in me brought up a lot of questions that I didn't have. Like, who am I? And like, wh- what does it mean when these people reject me or I don't know how to handle it? And, mm. um, and just a lot of questions. I'm like, oh, wow, I don't. I didn't think this was a problem. I thought I knew the answers. And, um, and, and so really, I think the journey begins when you start to lo- lose your answers and, and get questions instead. And mm-hmm. at, least, at least the questions are the beginning of the journey. Like, and I, think, I think a journey is like understanding it as a journey is mm-hmm. really important because I mean, we want to know, like, okay, I'm gonna get here, and we want the sense of mission almost to like, to clearly lay out the path, and and have this like, oh, this is where I'm going to go, and and it's gonna kind of lay out the map for us, and say, first stop is mm-hmm. is there, and second stop is here, and second stop is is there, and um, and then you get to those places, and you're like, wow, the like the these things weren't ever the the, the destination; they're just kind of like. Mm. I don't know, stopping points along the way that bring up a new set of questions. And really the the journey yes. has been like, oh, it's it's finding answers to these questions again. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, just knowing, knowing what questions to ask uh, and be comfortable with that. Does that, does that ring yeah, a bell with you too? We, yeah, I think we talked, oh gosh, I think, I think we talked about this. So do you remember when I was listening to that pod? I actually referenced it in this podcast. Um, the other podcast called Bayma. Yes. Do you remember that? Yeah, yes. Bayma. Um, and I think we had this conversation, which it, it ties in really well here. It's like when we look at a Western philosophy of questions, it's all about getting the answer. But then when you look at a Eastern philosophy of questions, it's all about that journey. And it's almost like there's, a, there's like this weird, odd excitement about the unknown. Yeah. Whereas for a Westerner, it's like the unknown is 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 meant to be temporary like i have to figure it out i have to get answers that so that way my soul's not sitting in that because that's uncomfortable and so when we read stories like um i don't know it's like abraham go just go like that's what god told him to he didn't say go here or go and do this it was just like just go Mm -hmm. and later on I'll, i'll i'll guide and i'll direct you on where to go for for a westerner that's like terrifying to like have this mission that's just just as vague as if you didn't have a mission right? yeah. it's like <laughs> being just told to go is like being told like hey you're a communications major do whatever you want you know it's the, it's the kind of the same feeling of like yeah but i what do i do with this exactly and then but for but for an easterner yeah it's like no that that's 
Like that's part of the enjoyment, right? It's like not knowing, but asking the right questions and sitting in the unknown and being okay with like the journey of sifting through the unknown, specifically on mission is all part of like the process. And they like lean into that. And I feel like that's such a missed part of our culture here is like, we're all about clarity and defining and they're totally okay as a culture of just existing in that very uncomfortable space of really not knowing, but still having some kind of direction. Like Abraham still moved and he moved in the direction that God called him, even though it was very unclear as to who he was going with, where he was going or what he was going to do. Yeah. And that was totally okay. And I thought, gosh, it's like we miss, I feel like in my life, I kind of, I miss that. Well, actually that just goes to faith. I think, mm-hmm. right? Like that's the whole faith <laughs> component. We Westerners really struggle with the concept of faith because we want to have that clarity. But faith really is, as as I think we'll dive into, it's like it is the unknown and embracing the unknown and moving in a direction that might feel unclear, but at least you have the confidence in going, you're moving in the direction that you feel like God is calling you to move. reminds me of kind of some of the stopping points along my journey where you kind of you go to college all right and the next stopping point is career and then marriage Mm. and um when i came down to brazil when i was i had gone through the internship and i decided yes this is what i want to do i had to come back and raise support and I i don't know if you remember this or not but the day that I was supposed to do my interview as like, yes, you can become a missionary. Mm-hmm. Um, it really was just a formality. I thought I was already in, I was already good to go, but it was just the, the formality yeah. of that you have this interview with the board of directors and all of this stuff. Um, the, I woke up that morning and I felt miserable. Like I've, I just mm. emotionally was terrible. Like I, I felt like I was doing something wrong. I felt like this is, this is, I'm missing it. Like uh, there's something wrong here and I don't know what it Mm. is, but I feel like I have to make this terrible decision that's going to disappoint everybody. And like, no, I just, I can't go through with this. I don't know what's wrong, but like, I can't. And I called you that morning. Mm. like, Hey, pray for me because I do not know Mm -hmm. what is going on inside. I just feel miserable. And Mm -hmm. I called you, I called my dad and we talked about it. And I, it was, I remember, I remember saying like, I, this doesn't make sense like if Mm. if this is god that doesn't make sense like he's never acted like this in my life before Mm. and Mm -hmm. to like get me through i had gone through nine months of internship praying asking is this the right way i talked to people about it um you know i i I just i've been following him the whole time so why would i get to this moment this crux and suddenly have a have an emotional breakdown and that be the way that God uses to get my attention. Um, it just didn't hmm. feel like him. And I, I remember deciding that morning, like, I do not know why I'm feeling this way. I do not know what's going on. But this does not seem like God. And hmm. um, and so I'm going to I'm going to choose faith. I'm going to choose to believe that 
you know, he is involved. He is paying attention. He is watching. He has been guiding. So I'm going to go through with it. And I did. And I was waiting for that feeling to go away, like, the next morning. Like, oh, now I've decided, you know? Um, yeah. And, I, and I, I was like, oh, now I've decided and my mission is going to be this. And I think in talking about mission, it's it's important to talk about this. And maybe this isn't everybody's experience, but I'm an I'm an INFP. I'm an, I'm a feeler. I'm a I'm kind of <laughs> an introvert. Um, so I need everything. What's to your like, enneagram? That's my Can enneagram is a, yeah. I'm a two. Are you a two wing three? I'm a, one. I'm a two wing three. Okay. Yeah. That's right. Because I always pinged you for a three wing two. But yeah. I, yeah. You do have more of the two. You have more of a two. Okay. Yeah. I, and I've always Sorry, I've, I've learned to talk about the enneagram and the and the the Myers Briggs and like know the letters and this is what I am. But yeah. then somebody comes out like I'm a seven. <laughs> like oh awesome. Like no seven. I actually do know eight. Like oh sweet you're an eight. Yeah. Uh, what does that mean? Yeah. But you're an eight. So cool. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but anyways, like I I know those things. And I decided like I'm gonna do this, mm. and and I want this I want this to make sense, and maybe it was just a, a sense of decision, and that's gonna clarify the mission for me, and mm. like I, I I decided, and then that feeling did not go away for three or four months, and mm. it was it just was there constantly, and I really had to learn a lot of lessons about being okay with not being okay, and trusting mm. that God is is with you. And believing that, like if 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 the thing, if God is moving you and is moving the people around you, if you are abiding in Him and His Word is abiding in you, if you are um, spending time with Him and praying and um, and really the the ways that He uses to communicate with us and show us, hey, something's wrong. Those things aren't happening. The only thing that's off mm. is your is your internal emotions. Like it's a really hard reality mm. to deal with especially for a, a feeler like me. Um, yeah. But it taught me a lot about, like, I'm I'm okay. Like, I I may not feel okay, but I am okay. And I need to I need to choose this mission and consistently choose this mission. And I'm mm. moving in this direction. And it is not my emotions that make this okay or not. Right. Yeah. Dang. I think something you said that was... For me, it, like it was uh, just kind of connected as like y- in that process, you were able to identify like this isn't this isn't who God has been to me. Like he's not he hasn't he hasn't worked in this way before, and that doesn't mean God can't work in that way. Yeah. But to have the have the wisdom and the discernment to recognize yourself in that and and god in that again it kind of drives back to that point of like gosh if 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 we become so focused on mission if that's the goal we i think we are going to miss when god is calling and asking us to do something else because we're not attuned to who he is but if we can if we are shifting into a position where it's like hey i'm focused on my relationship with jesus and and that and hearing his voice and being intimate with him then you get to these moments where you like where you were in and you had this huge crossroads leading up to a, a huge moment uh in your life and you're able to distinguish no this isn't who the god i know is this is me and so i'm gonna i'm gonna lean in trusting that i know who god is and that he's calling me into this this mission to be able to do that, gosh, I don't, I don't, I, I feel like for everyone who's listening, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to like undersell that. That's huge. Like that is so important in the process of mission and 
our souls wrestling with mission is not just identifying and understanding mission, but understanding and identify the voice of God, like who God is in our life. Yeah. That is being able to know that is going to help the process of understanding mission so much more, which is ironic because, um, and obviously I, I share this on the podcast every time we we have show notes, we follow show notes. We often go off our show notes like we are right now, yep. <laughs> but your key verse, the key verse you, you mentioned like literally just sums up all of that so well, which is, and I'll pitch it to you cause it's your key verse. So go ahead and you can share it with the, with the everybody. Yeah, so it's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. Like, acknowledge Him. Like, recognize mm. you're there. You are you are involved in this. And He shall direct your paths. Like, he, you have to trust it. And we have to learn. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's like, oh, just decide and then everything's going to be okay. Like, there's a process to that. There's There's mm-hmm. a journey and growth to that. But when you do that with all your heart, then like we lean on him and and he directs us mm-hmm. so yeah what what do you think about that it's all about that relationship yes. all about the relationship yeah. yeah huge we would read this verse i think and uh, yeah we, we read this and we're like you know okay okay what's the path right what's the path direct my path okay what and, and the focus becomes the emphasis becomes on like the last part of that verse oh yeah whereas that's the, good. the entire the entire verse is all about a relationship trust in who him right with your heart this is all like emotion relationship language yes. right and lean on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and then he shall direct your path right that i love that verse that you picked because it, it is all about man we talk about mission it's about a relationship first you got to have the relationship with god and trust in who he is with your heart it's emotional it's entanglement it's beautiful and in and through that then your mission comes out of it. It's birthed out of it. And it might not look like what you originally thought, yeah. <laughs> right? To your point, you're like, I never thought I'd be doing what I'm doing. And I'm over here thinking the same thing. I never thought I'd be doing what I'm doing. And I've thought that all along the, the journey of being through college and all the opportunities that I think both of us had. Uh-huh. I think we both look at them and we're like, I never thought I'd be doing this. And I, I think that's the case because we're trusting in who God is and he leads us into mission that is different than our original intent, but it's so great. Yeah. And we lean into that. And I think it's really beautiful. Oh, so much. And, I, and I've watched, like, as you've hopped into different things, you're good about, um, like, like seeing what needs to be done, and you're a, you're a good doer. Like, you, you look at it, you come up with a strategy, you make it happen. Ever since I know you've been, you've been like, designing and redesigning <laughs> logos for sushi companies that don't exist yet, but yeah, you're, you're going to yeah. make it happen. And, <laughs> yeah. and like, you're, you're not, you never stop. And I think, I think, like, what I see in that is you are, you are able to take a dream, visualize it, and and make it into a, an actionable plan. Mm. Um, and I and I really admire that in you. But one of the things I've seen mm. is like as as I've watched you in my heart, it's like man, somehow Andrew just knew like that needed to happen, <laughs> and somehow he just knew that this was the business strategy, and then this right. needed to make happen. Like somehow he just knew. And several of the times you've talked to me and you're like, man, I, I like we, we just recently yeah, shared no something. Yeah, like, I, it's like, I just tried this and I, and, and then afterwards like, oh, did I yeah. make a mistake? And, and, yeah. and your boss is like, yeah. no, just, just keep working on it and, and let, mm. let's see where, let's see where it goes. And it's like, it's not about just knowing, like mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. be and being will lead you mm-hmm. into doing. If you are a certain type mm-hmm. of person, you will do certain types of things. So if you are somebody that trusts with all your heart, 
and you choose you are somebody that does not lean on your own understanding you're humble and you admit that and you acknowledge mm. him and lean on him he will direct your path and and you will um like you you will act a certain way based off mm-hmm. of that um so yeah i think that's i i definitely agree with you there like it's about being not about doing a hundred percent yeah i love that i want to um Look where are we at right now. We're at oh dang forty or forty five. This is gonna be good. This is gonna be a, yeah, right. a, a, a nice long episode. I really like this. So yeah, let's, um, always moving it to the practical uh, as best we can. I think there's some episodes that's like it's naturally just not gonna lend itself to the practical. I think this one can probably lend itself a little bit more. We've already talked about some really practical things, right? I think it's focus on a relationship um, with Jesus, really sharing that up and and enjoying that. And I think mission becomes a byproduct of it. But when it also when it comes to like understanding mission, I think and, and I think faith, mission and faith, I think you had some really great points on just that whole process uh, that I'd love to kind of ease out a little bit here as we are kind of concluding the conversation. Yeah. Well, the I think I think part of this, too, is like what what is Keith Anderson's experience on this? Like not everybody has my heart and, and feels the mm, way that I feel. Yeah. And so I, I don't think that everything that that I experienced may be universal, but I think some of, at least some of the questions that we have probably are like I, what I've noticed in my life has been, God has been changing who I am as I've been focusing on that relationship with him and spending time with him. He is calling me into things like, do not fear, do not act Mm. out of shame. Romans eight, one, there is no more guilt for those who are in Jesus Mm. Christ. Like how often in my heart do I act out of guilt? And when I ask that question and find some answers and start repenting of that, I'm like, okay, I will not do that anymore because it is wrong. So in the power of the Spirit, mm. I'm going to live a different way. I'm going to act out of love and not out of fear. Then I start, I start acting in different ways. Um, and what I've noticed is that as, as I have lived on mission, my heart or my soul has, has been changed. And I'm still like really in the middle of this, but I, I tend to look at life I don't know why, but I tend to look at life a lot of times and see all the things that are going against me and and ask why. Why is this hard? Why is that hard? Like my wife and I have been hmm. talking a lot about this recently in our marriage, like places where I'm called to be a leader and come up with a plan and, 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 and initiate things. And I'm too busy asking the question why and feeling sorry for myself. And, hmm. yeah. um, and it's not about the why. I don't know why I feel this way. I don't know why my heart had such a hard time the morning of my interview. I don't know mm. why the like I feel off. And the question mm. really isn't, well, why? I think the question is, well, what does God have for me now? And and right now, especially the last month or so, God's been really hammering into me some of the practical steps of mm. like we do not avoid our way into holiness. We do not avoid our way into a full life. Like Jesus said, I've come to ha- that they may have life and have it abundantly, right? Mm-hmm. And I, like, I, maybe it's a generational thing. Like the kids that I work with, the, the students are so scared of getting it wrong that mm. they don't try stuff. And the, the problem was never getting it wrong. The problem is that we have weak hearts. Like we're too afraid. We're living mm. out of guilt. We're living out of shame. Um, and, and it's interesting, it, it, in, in Paul, when he writes to Timothy in, in 1 Timothy 4, 1 through 4, 
the, like it blows my mind. He's talking about the the way that the church deals with things like food and marriage. And he said, in the last times, there are going to be people that do not want to hear solid teaching, and instead they're going to be following the teaching of demons, like that that prohibit food and marriage. And these were meant mm. by God to be received with thanksgiving. Like, okay, what does that have to do with your heart? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. I, I I just when I sit and think about that, the okay, what is food? What is marriage? It's not only these things, but there's pleasure involved in that. There's mm-hmm. um, there's relationship involved in that. There's things that we desire in these things. And and they are quickly sources, like food and marriage are quickly sources of idolatry and sources of getting it mm-hmm. wrong. And mm-hmm. the the human way of looking at that would be like, wow, if that is if that's where I'm gonna get it wrong, like that's a big hiccup point, then I'm just going to say no to food. And I'm just not gonna get married mm-hmm. because, you know, then I don't have to deal with lust and right. relationships and um like by getting it wrong like get, there's a huge weight of responsibility in being married yeah. but if i'm never married like i just i just don't have to deal with that and right, right. I, and i don't like jesus is not so much interested in keeping us from getting it wrong although i mean obviously do not sin um it's not good for us and doesn't want us to do that but jesus says these things were meant by God to be received and received with thanksgiving. Mm. Like like food is a good thing. Marriage, sex, relationships, they are good things. So rather than avoiding these pit holes in our life that might be traps, mm. God calls us to have a spiritual mindset. Use them to look to him, like that relationship mm-hmm. again. And he's going to, he, he will change our hearts in that. And, and, and our hearts actually become stronger they become different. Yeah. They react differently. And, and I think there's a lot of nuance in those things. And I think there's a lot of like, okay, how do we do that wisely? There's process to that. There are addictions and things that need careful treatment. And how do we grow in those things? But like just, just as a general way of growing in the kingdom, I also find it really interesting that Paul calls those things demonic teachings. Like this mm-hmm. isn't just this human way of looking at it. It's like this is demonic you do not become a healthy soul by avoiding the hard points in your life. You, mm. you, we have to learn with wisdom and care to step into them, to lean on, to lean in God, and lean into that relationship, um, and to and to mm. be willing to take risks. Like I might mess it up, but I will mess it up if I don't yeah. ever step into it. And and the mission becomes: How do I learn to step into these things? And do it in a spiritual way. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. Because you're right in that every... I feel like anytime we're being asked to do something from, from God, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be risky. And it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to have a chance of failure. Yeah. <laughs> 100% is going to have a chance. I think any, anything that's bigger than ourselves is going gonna, is gonna to be a chance of failure. And typically... Right when we talk mission, to your point, mission is is more often than not. If it's if mission is only as big as you, it's it's probably a pretty poor mission, <laughs> right? But if mission yeah. is something bigger than you, if 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 specifically in a relationship with Jesus, if He's calling calling you to to do something bigger than yourself, of course is going to be this. There's this risk involved. There's this chance of failure, and yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's funny when you're talking when you're reading out First Timothy four. I'm like, how is he going to tie this back in? 
to mission. But you're right. Like we're not called to the spirit of fear or the spirit of avoidance right? because because of potential failure. It, there's this confidence that we can have in tackling the unknown partially because of our relationship with Jesus, but then also partially because of who he's calling us to be. He's calling us up. And so, yeah, we might fail, but the, the journey and the process, I mean, we look at like, look at Peter. <laughs> he's yeah. like the classic <laughs> failure example. Dude failed at any step. He was asked by God to, to step out in faith, right? He's continually failing. And yet he's the rock of the church, right? He's yeah. like, he's the foundation. And it's, it's because he leaned into those, those moments of uncomfortable, those moments of potential failure to, to, to learn and to eventually achieve that mission that God had called him to, which I think is so cool. Um, I want to talk about kind of, I want to tap into that a little bit more as we wrap up the convo, because I think there are, there are quote unquote side effects of living on mission. Like when our heart is, is in this relationship with God on this journey to discover mission and we're purposeful in our intent, not just in discovering mission, but our intent to become closer to God. What are some of the side effects that begin to happen in our souls as we are really choosing to live on mission? Hmm. Yeah, that's a really good question. Well, I don't have the the full complete answer, (laughs) but I think some of the (laughs) things that I've noticed in my life that have been changing as I've been learning to live on mission is that my my heart's different. I mm. I'm st- I still struggle with this, and I probably always always will. But I I used to be very timid and question everything and be scared. Like I, I lived a lot of my life in relationships mm. and and things out of fear. Like what what are people gonna think? Am I gonna get it wrong? Like I don't know. Mm. And does does somebody else gonna come along and affirm this decision for me, or or not? And I. I've noticed that recently, um, after several, this has probably been a journey of the last four or five years, um, that this really has has been showing up in my life. Like the, now, my heart is stronger. I still have a lot mm. of questions. Like I, I have a ton of questions right now about my work here in Brazil. Like, wh- what are the things that I'm doing? Like, wh- what is mm. that mission? They're still the same questions. Um, who am I? <laughs> what What is my effect mm. on people? Um, like, like, where does my identity come from? But I've noticed that as I stop worrying about the, all the whys, like why, mm-hmm. why is this hard and, and whatnot, I start moving into some of the clear things that God has set up for me. Like, like be diligent, be self-controlled. The, um, hmm. like, like do not live out of fear. Do not avoid your way. Um, just, just do the right thing, move forward, trust, um, relationship, all that. I've started to notice that like when I stop worrying so much, I start doing things and Mm -hmm. I start trying things and I've noticed that there starts to, to appear a certain movement in my life, like in my ministry, I'm starting to see stuff here Mm. at the school. Like, Oh, I'm starting to have more conversations. I'm starting to speak more boldly And, and I'm noticing students respond to that and at my church like I have tons of questions I'm, I'm helping lead the the youth ministry here and I have tons of questions about it and and a lot yeah. of fears about it too but I'm starting to notice movement when I stop worrying quite so much and just start being I start doing and things start to happen mm. in, in my marriage like like and I'm, I'm right in the middle of this right now like there's start movement starts to happen plans start to get made and when when I stop putting my identity and and worries into like a, a sense of mission that 
takes away all the unknowns I start mm. to become more clear about like I, I don't know exactly where we should go but this is this is who I am and so mm-hmm. me in this situation this is what I would do so I'm just going to do it and you know and I think I think God honors that um mm-hmm. and yeah what what do you think what what as as we live on mission I'll put the question back to you what are some of the yeah. effects that you've noticed of living on mission Yeah yeah I think um so I just uh, this is like a random side note, but I like changed my, let me actually pull it up. I changed my LinkedIn. You know how you can have like a little, uh, like biography or something under your name. Uh-huh, yeah. So I, I have, I have my name and then I have trying to leave a legacy is my like, like little side caption thing. I don't know. I, I think I've part of this podcast is like entertaining my obsessions so like, <laughs> like mission has been like an obsession so like i'll just get keith on and we'll talk about mission but I've, I've also kind of been like like weirdly obsessed with this concept of like legacy and i think there's like a really oh, i don't know i don't want to get into it that's, that's another that's literally another episode that we'll tap into but um, i do think as as you live on mission specifically with a kingdom purpose something bigger than yourself i think uh, a side effect is a side effect is, is just the legacy you leave and mm-hmm. it, and it uh, that plays its role in like relationships right how people remember you but then ultimately what more importantly what they remember you like having accomplished or have done and it, with a kingdom purpose it's it's tied to that it's like man what what god was able to do with this individual for the kingdom in terms of how he's impacted the community uh, how he's impacted literally like souls and like the direction that those souls were headed. Like I feel like legacy is such a huge part for me. And when I'm embarking on mission with Jesus, I get to as a byproduct experience a greater legacy than I could have ever built on my own, which I think is so cool. And through that process, like I just talked about, right? Like lives are changed. Um, people, relationships are impacted. And then to your point, I think, um, there's a perspective shift, right? You, you're talking about a stronger heart and you're talking about um, no longer living in fear or in shame, but confidence, not in a defined, clear direction, but confidence in who God is and where he's calling you to. And so you're like, I'm just going to go there. And yeah, there's a lot of unknown, but I'm okay with that. I feel like there's that perspective shift that, like I always talk about this on the podcast, right? When I'm looking at who I want to be like 40 years from now as like an old man, Right. And we're still having these kind of conversations, you and I, yeah. right? like who, who's the man that I want to be. It's like, I want to be that kind of person that isn't controlled by fear or anxiety or um, uncertainty, but is like kind of relishes in that and is okay with that and is confident and not the direction, but like the relationship that he has with Jesus. It's like, that's the man that I want to become. And I think there, there's that perspective shift that occurs when you're living on mission, which I think is so cool. Um, I'll pitch this to you. I didn't, I don't have anything necessarily, um, in line for this, but any like final closing thoughts that you have, and then I'll just, I'll just conclude the whole thing for us. Well, I guess my, I, what I was just thinking about as you were talking about legacy is the, what, what's the experience of that? Like the, everybody mm. wants the legacy and we're all looking for mm. that. And, and as I hear you talking about it, like I want the same legacy, and mm. I think we can get caught up too in the sense of 
like the defining sense of legacy, like mission leading yeah. to a legacy. We're like, this is how I will be known. And mm-hmm. I, I don't think, like, I, I don't think we know how we, we will be known. I don't think yeah. we know how we'll be known. I don't think it, how we know how it's going to go. And, mm. um, and so in, in, a, in a sense, like we want the mission because we want that legacy. And so mm. I, think, I think the experience of that is still learning to live and to trust and in and, and, and a daily sort of, of ocean where there's all these unknowns and things swimming around you and you don't know where you're going and you just know that God has told you to swim. And so when you're swimming, you don't know where you're going to end up to. Abraham didn't know where it was going to happen or where it was going to get to, but right. God was the one that came up with his path. God is the one that gave mm. him his legacy. And, and Bema brought this up a lot. Like when we try to figure mm-hmm. that out and we stop trusting, bad things tend to happen. So mm-hmm. I, I just, I don't know, I was thinking about that as, as you were going on. Oh man. Yeah. That was, that's so good. I think, you know, uh, for me, it's, it, it just keeps, and we didn't, it's so cool. I love this. I, I love having like these notes and we kind of, what I think is going to happen ends up being completely different in terms of the conversation because where we ended up for this episode, I feel like it's just, it's such a huge emphasis on just trust and faith. Yeah. And I know that that's like, gosh, man, two of the most cliche Christian terms we can ever throw into a podcast episode. But like, honestly, like when we're looking and we're dissecting the concept of mission, it has to start with trust and faith in mm-hmm. order for that to be an effective process and not just effective, but like an enjoyable process. Right. Like to your point, like Christ came to give an abundant life and in that abundant life, there's joy and there's this happiness that we're able to carry. And I think it's because we spend so much time not just thinking and, and, and scrutinizing and making sure we have the details and the answers to our mission, but we get to just enjoy the relationship and, and the byproduct of that is the mission, is the stronger heart, is the movement, is the legacy, is all of these things. That's not the focus. The focus is on him and those things become a byproduct. And I really love that's kind of the output of this, of this conversation. So, well, and when you think about it too, the, the, really what we want from the legacy and we want from the mission are the things that really mm. you only get in relationship. Like y- yes. you want the love, you want the certainty, you want the care, yes. you want the protection. And those things don't come from ourselves. They don't come from our sense of, of mission. They come from a relationship. And so I, th- I think mm. like the, the faith and the, like the faith is what allows that to flourish in, in that relationship. So I, I love what you said there. That's, that's really good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, I was just repeating what you said. So, uh, <laughs> you're, you're the, you're the author of that, but, uh, we're no, communications majors. We're communications majors. That's right. We're finally putting our, our degree to good use for this um, moment, <laughs> for this moment. Yeah. Gosh. Um, no, this has been so good. Keith, thank you for, thank you for jumping on the podcast and having an awesome conversation with me. Hey, thanks for having me on here. I've, I love having these conversations with you. So let's keep having them until we're 70. Mm, that's right. Yeah, so good. We'll keep it. We'll keep it rolling. All right. To those listening, I hope you enjoyed our conversation on mission. Hey, if you did, it would mean the world to me. If you gave it a quick share or even a quick rating, it helps the podcast out a lot. I'm excited for the next couple episodes and I hope you are as well. Mm-hmm.